This is Tonkabon episode 56. This week we'll be going over Weekly Show and Jump issue number 14. My name's Cole Greco, and joining me as usual is my co-host, Jude Knoll. Jude, how's it going? Last night I went to see Cocaine Bear in the theater, mm. and I don't know, I feel like I was kind of disappointed by it. I, I really <laughs> wanted to see it mostly because I've seen the real Cocaine Bear in person. Like It's in Lexington at it's like the Kentucky Fun Mall. Oh, so, well, I, I have no clue see... what that is. <laughs> yeah, it's this like weird touristy gift shop thing. They just sell like novelty Kentucky t-shirts and memorabilia and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But they have like uh, you know, the stuffed body of the actual cocaine bear there. And honestly, it's more exciting to just go see it in person than it is to see the movie. It felt like one of those things where like if if it were like a YouTube video, I saw a review that was like if this were a college humor sketch from like 2010, it would be a lot funnier than like a full 90 mm. minute movie where mm-hmm. they try to like string together a plot around a ridiculous concept. Like it almost took itself too seriously for me to really like find it that funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was all right. Nice. Yeah. I, uh, I realized not too long ago, I haven't been to the movies in like probably like literally years. Um, but they have uh, that like Studio uh, Ghibli Fest that they do. It seems like every year now. Oh yeah, um, and they're yeah. playing at least the first one, which is my my neighbor Totoro at the theater that's like ten minutes from my house. So I may have to may have to swing by and and check that out. Yeah, it seems like even outside of like Ghibli movies, which like you said, they do show those every year. I feel like theaters have actually started to really start carrying all of these just like anime movies mm-hmm. that are side stories from the series and not just for like one night only. I, I remember when your name came out, it was showing for like two days at the theater mm-hmm. near me mm-hmm. and it was like one theater. But now I feel like pretty much any, at least Cinemark theater is going to show like the Demon Slayer movie for a couple of weeks yeah. or the JJK movie for a while. Well, and even so there's this new Demon Slayer not movie, but they're showing basically the last two episodes of the last season and then the first episode yeah. of this newest one. Uh, that's out over here this weekend, and the theater, like, by the Fayette Mall here is showing it. Like, you know, it did it. It had, like, one on or a couple on Friday, had one or two on Saturday, one or two on Sunday. So even something like that that's not, like, really even a movie, just, like, you know, a little, like, promo thing almost, yeah. they're showing that even. Yeah, and they're doing pretty well, too. Like, when uh, JJK... Uh, part zero came out in theaters and then when uh the latest my hero movie came out i saw those in person and the theater was like pretty popping hmm. it's not like it was sold out but they were you know mm-hmm. doing as well as like a marvel movie on its third day in the theaters would do which is like okay pretty good yeah interesting um all right well do we want to hop into this uh this table of contents we already sort of covered most yeah. of these chapters but we can go into some of the ones that we didn't and then maybe spend a little more time this episode on you know some of the other stuff we've been reading um, yeah sounds good but so the uh cover and lead color page this week goes to jujutsu kaisen with color pages for akanabanashi ichinose family's deadly sins and then a one-shot praline planeta um at the number one spot is sakamoto days followed by my hero academia me and roboco blue box and then mission yozakura family rounds out the top five at number six is Witch Watch, 
followed by Black Clover, Undead Unluck, Mashal, and then the Elusive Samurai. At number 11 is Cypher Academy, uh, followed by Fabricant 100, Ginka and Gluna, and then our bottom two are Tokyo Demon Bride Story and Ichigoki's Under Control, with One Piece, uh, Ruby Dragon, and Hunter Hunter all being absent as uh, as usual. <laughs> uh, just like looking at the whole thing, pretty much I think every series that has been introduced since Akanabanashi, besides the Ichinose Family's Deadly Sins, is at the bottom of the table of contents, yep. like nearly in their order mm-hmm. of introduction. Yeah, yeah, and we don't get we don't get an axe today. We thought we were going to get the four straight axes with Tokyo and then yeah. Ginka coming up. So they have uh, avoided the axe. But I was just looking to um, right before we started to see like because Earth Child it only had twenty se- it had twenty seven chapters. But then Aliens yeah. Area and Super Smartphone were 20 and 23, and I think Ginka and Tokyo are both around the 23, 24 chapter mark. So I wonder if they're going to let them ride it out to that, like, around the 27 that Earth Child was. Yeah, it's it's weird because I feel like before this sort of latest batch of serializations came out, the 21 or, like, 19 club was kind of still a thing, like... yeah. Candy Flurry dropped out around, I think, like, chapter 19. Mm-hmm. Ayashimon. Ayashimon was 25, then, but, like, Nehru, yeah, Red Hood. Yeah. Um, Nehru, Red Hood, those were both, like, they might have been, like, That's 18 true, yeah. or something. Yeah, and then it seems like since then, they've given these new series more of a shot. And mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure if that's because they're trying to, like, let them ride it out more, or if because there's just, like not the time or space or like resources for them to do so i I kind of feel like it's the latter yeah because they've there's just been a lot of turnover and flops lately Mm -hmm. well yeah and then they introduced four new series and only one of them seemingly has uh kind of any chance of survival (laughs) so it's like okay now we have to find what we have to find five new series basically because, you know, Tokyo yeah. and Ginka are both getting axed for sure. And then these other three, you know, probably range from, like, definitely to maybe. <laughs> yeah. And, and and sometimes I wonder, like, mm-hmm. are these series really that bad? And in some cases, yes. Like, I think Fabricant 100 actually really sucks. Yeah. But then, like, are some of these series really that bad? Or is it just that there's a really tough crowd for them? Because sometimes you, like, go back and read, uh, like, iconic series like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, which we talk about all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, would JoJo's Bizarre Adventure survive its first arc in Shonen Jump today? No way. It's one of those series. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. It's one of those series, like, even if you kind of judge it by 80s standards where it, you know, it grows on you. It takes a little bit for the plot to actually unfold mm-hmm. and even one piece which i think has like you know some banger early chapters like it's pretty slow paced near the beginning and takes mm-hmm. a while to like really you know click a lot of people say that the early arcs in one piece are like not that great yeah 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 i i wonder that too well that's even something that like i was talking to one of my coworkers the other day who you know is pretty into anime and stuff and he's like you know they always, he's like, they tell me that like the first 100 chapters of One Piece are like trash. I'm like, well, they're not 
trash. I was like, if you, you know, if yeah. you don't, if you don't like the first like handful of arcs of One Piece, you're probably not going to like One Piece. Like, I think they like they still had the spirit of the later stuff. But I was like, yeah, they are pretty, pretty slow and feel a little fillerish when you're kind of looking at the the whole thing. Um, so yeah, I wonder like we haven't really had like an adventure series. Um, I, I feel and, like since yeah. I've been reading the magazine, the only thing that was close was Build King, and Build King I think lasted for nineteen chapters. 20. And I think that's kind of I think that's the problem is that adventure series need world building to work. Like One Piece's appeal is, I mean, obviously like in its characters and superpowers and stuff, but I think the main appeal is like, oh, there's this huge world that they've been exploring for a thousand chapters and like mm-hmm. it can still go. But it takes a while to, like, establish that world. And yeah. I think with something like Ginkin Gluna, which, I mean, yeah, yeah I guess it that's sucks. true. It, yeah, it's it's adventure Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, like, Ginkin Gluna, it, it sucks. But part of me is, like, the art's all right, and they have, like, an interesting aesthetic going on in the world. Mm-hmm. But I think there's this pressure for them to, like, move quickly that doesn't really allow them to explore any of the things that actually make the series interesting and even like tokyo demon bride story as much as i've i enjoyed like the first 13 chapters of it um yeah i think it kind of hurt itself by moving so fast like they want to introduce all of these characters which i like but at the same time none of these characters have really had time to like do anything mm-hmm. yeah tokyo demon bride story made the mistake of like and I assume it's because they were notified that, hey, you're getting axed at, you know, some point. But it made the mistake of just, like, getting too getting too much into an action series when it should have just, like, it basically should have been We Never Learn, you know, almost. Yeah. Like, without the romance for the past ten weeks. And instead, we've been fighting these same-looking demon people. Yeah. And that that's the thing. Like, people hate on things like a, a licensing arc or like a school setting or something like that which like Mm -hmm. yeah they are cliches and they're pretty tired and i don't really want to see stuff like that in a newer series but at the same time i think those kind of were cliches for a reason and it's because like in hunter hunter and yu hakusho and naruto like those sort of tournaments or license arcs did like really flesh out characters in a way that you don't always see in newer series and like they don't have to do that and mm-hmm. yet yeah, is like overdone but i think there there is a reason why people like fondly remember stuff like the tune-in exams or like the tournaments from dragon ball z mm-hmm. because they allowed like you to really focus on one character at a time for multiple well, chapters yeah and you get to you get to see sort of like what's out there in the world and see you know some other characters without having to like really dig deep into them so you still get a little bit of mystery of like oh who is this gara guy right like he he's pretty cool yeah and you know he seems fun but you know and that's even a series that like once you sort of got more into some of the characters it's like okay this is much less interesting now i kind of liked it when right you know we didn't really know what was going on with gara but you know you get some of that or like you know i guess it's not really the licensing art but like who is he a or karama those characters in yu yu Hakusho, that kind of stuff uh you know, unless you get introduced to them and you can feel like, oh, this is a character I like without having to spend like 20 chapters on their backstory and, you know, their terrible upbringing or whatever. 
Yeah. Even, I think, like, the most recent big series, or one of the more recent big series that has, like, a full licensing or test arc is, like, My Hero Academia. Mm-hmm. And, and Black Clover, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I feel like Black Clover's was really short, though. Like, they kind of... Yeah, it was pretty brief. through it on purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas, like, My Hero Academia, like, that wasn't super long either, but I do feel like it was kind of extended because, like... You know, it takes a second to, like, introduce all the characters, and since mm-hmm. it's such a character-driven series, like, I think the beginning kind of worked. Yeah. But sometimes, like, even the newer series that really, like, take off pretty well, like JJK, sometimes I kind of wish they, like, lingered on the earlier portion of the story a bit more. Mm-hmm. Like, there's the whole, um, I-, I think my favorite part of JJK was the inter-school competition that they did playing baseball and stuff yeah yeah like that was really cool and obviously like it doesn't advance the plot much and Mm -hmm. you know it may not be as interesting to people that really like want to know what the deal with sukuna or gato is Mm -hmm. but for me that's like jjk like these other series i mentioned have really cool characters and now we've introduced so many in such quick succession that it's hard for us to just like get back to one or two of them interacting in a contained way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And Sakamoto days, I guess had the, uh, had like the, um, licensing art too, just a, a little bit ago, but, uh, I don't know. That one felt a little bit different because it was really just a bunch of established characters. And I guess we got yeah. some of these newer ones, but I don't know that I feel like it was actually done fairly well also yeah that's that's true and i think part of that was like you said because it happened later in the series Mm -hmm. like they were able to do the same thing but without having to spend like two chapters just like showing all these different characters yeah Mm -hmm. i think to do a few of them i think this uh table contents also you know we mentioned it last week that like they haven't had like a a battle like a you know a series with fighting really uh be successful since i think i guess sakamoto days in elusive samurai um and the only one it looks like from this new batch that's gonna you know that could make it is ichinose families which doesn't have fighting and then i guess cypher academy is at the top here and maybe it's just wishful thinking because they're uh you know, it's one that I like, but I I think I saw that its sales were like actually pretty decent. Like it it maybe ranked for the first week for its first volume or something like that. Yeah. So I guess if there's two that are gonna survive, neither of them are about fighting either. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, everything else uh is just getting thrown in the trash. So I, you know, I'm look I I love a good uh, like rom com or a Ruri Dragon type of series where we're doing nothing, but. You know, I would like to see something else where there's a cool, cool fights going on. Yeah. And about Cypher Academy, I think my wish for that is that it becomes one of these series that like grows on people over time because I think Mm -hmm. it has the potential to do so. Yeah. And it actually has laid down some like well done world building. Mm -hmm. And hopefully just like the fact that it has you know four series that may die before it may allow it to grow on people but i'm not gonna get my hopes up too much yeah yeah and i mean you know i will say too if if all of these have to go cypher academy included 
I'm kind of down with just, uh, like, let's throw them in the trash and then roll the dice again on, like, five new <laughs> series and just see what we get. You know, none of these are... Even, like, Ichigoki's Under Control, which I enjoy, or, like, Tokyo Dream Rise Story, which I guess it's fallen off, but I, I liked it. Neither of those are ones that I would personally, like, I need to stick around. Like, you know, I'm fine. I'm fine getting rid of them, and let's let's try something else. Like, maybe the uh, the baseball yeah. one shot by the Phantom Seer people. That would be cool. That That's, yeah. Which <laughs> I, I actually, I, I noticed uh, this past week, actually, I read the one shot for it because it was uh it was translated um oh cool someone picked it up now the the translation is uh you know not to be too harsh on our our translator for who uh you know very kindly did it but it does seem like one of those where either (laughs) they had some google translate help and so some things just didn't get translated quite right or it's like they translate to English, but then English is like also their second language. So there's stuff that wasn't right. Yeah. It'd be like, you know, they're talking about a rising fastball and it's like, you know, the, uh, I don't even know, like the, the heightening, the heightening speed pitch caught him off guard or something <laughs> like that. It's like, okay, I get what this is supposed to be, but like it's not, not quite. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it was pretty I, cool. It had good art. Um, I do think. I don't know if it was last week we mentioned or maybe the week before uh, we mentioned maybe like some veteran artists could get uh, like some spots here now that we've had like I think this was mm-hmm. a lot of new people other than uh, Nisiosin. Um recently well, I guess Tyson 5 had he was sort of a vet he had a series before but you know a lot of like new people coming through but it seems like all of those are doing that new uh, like jump offshoot that's like purely for like elementary school students or something like that that's running quarterly so i I bet they're not going to be doing that and also have a series in here yeah i i really hope we actually you know are able to get these new series through the weekly shonen jump app because Mm -hmm. i i really like comics or manga that are geared towards kids like the i've mentioned them before on the show but kirby's manga mania and like mario's manga mania are really fun Mm -hmm. and uh stuff like core core comics like had the pokemon manga yeah like the splatoon manga is pretty fun (laughs) yeah like i i I can get down with that for sure Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and it seems like uh, i need to actually refresh who it is but i think it's like there's gonna be a series from boichi um tamura uh furudate and there was someone else that i oh it was the person who did mori king so yeah not like a a true true vet i guess they had a a failed series but you know i thought mori king was pretty cool so i'll be down to see those and there was actually like a promo image of like the first i guess it's like the first cover or something from that um so you can't really tell exactly what all these series are going to be but you know i'm i'm excited for that so i i think surely with like such big names we'll at least get fan translations for them yeah, and um, it seems like Weekly Shonen Jump, the app, has actually been, like, posting stuff outside of the regular magazine a lot more. Like, we've gotten a bunch of these new series. Well, I they, think they're, like, from, yeah. I think they said that uh, starting in January, they were going to start putting every new Jump Plus series, uh, like, oh, cool. they were translating all of them, like, from the from the Jump. And I think they're doing jump squared stuff too. I don't know if Mm. they were already doing that because I do think they have some of these other like monthly series, Mm -hmm. but I've seen a bunch pop up on the app that 
I don't really know what like the context of them are. But yeah, like there's that new one soon. that came last week with its first six chapters, Goku Raku guy. That it actually looks pretty yeah. cool, and apparently I'd seen that it's been its first volume was like selling pretty decent, also. So oh, cool. that might be one I have to check out. And uh, I guess speaking of other sales too, apparently Ichinose's family it's uh, been selling like about a Kanobanashi level. So that's a uh, you know our our one kind of successful new series has been uh, just killing it. Yeah. <laughs> looking at this, uh, st- it's called like Study Jump. The uh, look at these preview images for the new series. Mm-hmm. This this Boichi series looks ugly as sin. Like, why why do people like Boichi? I don't know. I I don't like his art at all. Like, I understand that it's probably like it's detailed. It's maybe technically good, but man, it looks just gross and unsettling. I feel like every single time. Yeah, it's like. There's this, um, I guess she's supposed to be like an Egyptian pharaoh or god or something, mm-hmm. or goddess, I mean, and yeah, her design is just like d- very, very creepy and gross. She's got like mm-hmm. serrated teeth. I will say, I do um, like the sharp teeth. I think sharp teeth is sick, so um, I'm down with yeah, that. Yeah, I, I just feel like the overall design is like, mm-hmm. it doesn't really seem like it's like kids yeah <laughs> appropriate to be quite right mm-hmm. i guess is this a, it looks like this might be like an educational uh magazine because it says like archaeology science uh oh you're right english something in the corner that i, I think can't. it says digital because there's one of the series Digi- is called like oh, youtube yeah. something yeah so this is it's kind of a cool concept uh, mm-hmm. i could i could get down with that yeah yeah I knew, yeah we need these uh we need this over here, uh, Weekly Shonen Jump app. Please give us the give us the study jump. Yes, yeah. I guess it starts <laughs> April first, so coming up pretty soon, less than a month. Yeah, that's cool. Um, all right. Well, do we want to get in talk about some of these series briefly? Some of the ones we didn't cover. Yeah, yeah. I think um, most of these we've at least talked about, but there's a few mm-hmm. we can touch on. Yeah, uh, color page or you know, lead cover for Jujutsu Kaisen. I think it's its fifth anniversary. We mentioned last week that it was a, a little low in the table contents, so like sixth. So I mean, obviously, no cause for concern is Jujutsu Kaisen, but interested to see where it places next week. If maybe some of the the fan vote, there people are a little tired of this uh, this new arc or newish arc. Cool cover though. Like mm-hmm. uh, it's got a uh, Ryuji carrying a little bouquet of flowers, and mm-hmm. then okay. Maybe I'm a bad JJK fan, but I think it's just because the drawings are so consistent. Like, who who is the dude in the background? <laughs> uh, I forget his name. It's the protagonist from uh, JJK Part or JJK Zero or whatever it is. Uh, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Like the the um, demon girl thing that possesses Yuta. him or whatever. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I feel like that's that's one of the problems with JJK is like <laughs> we haven't seen this dude in forever, and then they're just gonna throw him on the cover. Exactly. Yep, but yeah, this cover is sick. I like the uh, this kind of like dark red and gold uh, like color scheme we've got here, like the gray. Yeah, this is cool. Um, other color pages for Akanabanashi. We haven't we haven't seen the color pages, so I can't really speak on those. Uh, Ichinose Family Deadly Sins. I think those could both be pretty cool color pages. I mean, Akanabanashi is normally pretty solid, and uh, I'd be interested for another Ichinose's one because I guess we got the one a few weeks ago, but I don't really remember what it even looked like it was not mm-hmm. very remarkable i guess if it you know um yeah I, I feel the same way i think it was just like a pretty generic color page mm-hmm. 
And then, yeah, Praline Planeta. I mean, it's, I, I wish we... It doesn't sound super interesting, and from the little color uh, image, it just looks like kind of We Never Learn or something, but I'd be down to check out what Praline Planeta is. That sounds kind of fun. It actually is a pretty cool name. Like, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll give it that. Yeah. Um, all right, and then just for our normal ranking, Sakamoto Days, I think we talked about it last week, but it still just continues to just own the, the table of contents. It's basically <laughs> it's basically firmly in the kind of Jujutsu Kaisen, My Hero one piece tier of series it's like a top you know three four series yeah but it is selling like its most recent volumes i saw uh it actually sells less than blue box so um oh that's kind that's kind of interesting yeah it it wasn't much much uh worse like blue box i think the last thing i saw it had sold like one hundred fifteen thousand copies of uh in february or whatever and sakamoto was like 105 so it's not much worse but interesting that like in terms of sales, at least, they're on basically the same exact level. Yeah. Part of me thinks, like, the editors of Jump just really, like, have a soft spot for Sakamoto Days in general. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, they know that their magazine is known for fighting, and they have to put some series with fighting, uh, some new series with fighting exactly. up there. Exactly. Or they're like, this is, a, you know, this is a bad look for us. Uh, number two, <laughs> My Hero Academia. Um Last chapter, I actually actually finished up the last chapter yesterday. Uh, oh, nice. Some pretty cool stuff. So, you know, actually sort of excited for a My Hero Academia chapter for the first time in a in a while, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think this arc, like, has been improving with time. So I got to mm-hmm. hand it to him. The yeah. art, as always, is on a pretty high level. And yeah, just mm-hmm. kind of cool. Kind of cool. Um, number three, me and Roboco. Me and Roboco, I feel like, had been a little bit... I think it got color page last week, but it had been kind of lower in the uh, table of contents, and here it is at third. I feel like it has, like, sat at third for maybe the past, like, 20 weeks, uh, you know, give or take when it gets color pages, or, like, a couple weeks ago when it was at, like, sixth or seventh. Uh, that's just... They they love it in the, in the, the three-hole here. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool cover page, or color page, too. Mm-hmm. What's, yep. what's going on in the series right now i feel like i occasionally just like check in on it but i haven't in a while this looks yeah pretty nuts they're in like i guess it's sort of a you know one of these little mini arcs where uh roboco you know roboco has the thing when she's like used too much of her power or whatever she turns into like cute roboco um and she's having to like fight these people that come to that you know they just pop in every 30 chapters or so to fight her so this is one of those times <laughs> so yeah <laughs> she just has to fight these people but uh yeah it's pretty cool and then we get this fun panel like towards the end this like uh jojo's homage oh yeah, uh, yeah. which is pretty cool <laughs> but yeah it's uh you know it's just do- still doing me and roboco things <laughs> <laughs> um number four blue box i don't have any other notes on it um same for kind of mission ozakura family or witch watch um, yeah, same here. Black Clover at number seven. It you know they listened to me after our podcast on uh, on Thursday and uh, moved it moved it up after you know because it was just getting disrespected <laughs> by all these trash. They're like you know we don't want to place Black Clover high like but these other series we need to establish that uh, they're all going in the garbage so we have to we have to at least put them there. I feel like the yeah the table of contents if you're not one of these other series your placing's almost a little. Uh, unimpressive because it's like you're automatically at number 10 
<laughs> yeah, as right. long as you're not like really in the dregs. <laughs> um, number eight, Undead Unluck, also finished its most recent chapter yesterday. Man, uh, this this newest arc we've been in the past couple weeks, where they're like fighting in Vietnam or something, is just yeah. I'm looking now. some of the worst art. Man, it's horrible. <laughs> this looks so stupid. Uh, that said, I actually like the color page from two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cute, but yeah, this is just like what. What what's going on here? I I don't want to catch up with this because it just looks absolutely stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not worth it. The you know I think the post sort of time loop stuff has been mostly pretty good, but this just seeing them in like these you know stereotypical like eighties war movie uh you know military outfits is just it's so bad. Yeah, this looks like um one of those really cringy deviant art images where it'll be like <laughs> characters from just like some random kids cartoon like in a war or like yep. in the rubble of 9/11 and it says like we will rebuild or something like that. <laughs> like th- this it just looks ridiculous mm-hmm. and not in a good way. Yep. Yeah, and it's just it's bad. I mean, the plot has for a long time been pretty nonsensical and it's still still just trucking along with that. Um, at number nine, Mashal, uh, I guess we're still getting more uh, final battle stuff uh, moving on here. This chapter, I guess Mash is still dead. So that'll be interesting to see what what, <laughs> what happens this chapter. Yeah. Um, Banger I- color page, though. That was like yes. one of the highlights mm-hmm. of last issue. Yep. Um, number 10, Elusive Samurai. Uh, this is another one that I actually finished up last night. Pretty good. This is actually one of the better Elusive Samurai chapters. We get a character that basically was a ripoff of uh, Hazama from Assassination Classroom, <laughs> one of our favorites. Uh, but then she very quickly, you know, within the chapter, gets a makeover and gets a uh, like a leg sword because she was like, you know, trying to defend her uh, like higher ranking person in the military, but got her fingers chopped off. So now she can't swing a sword. So they meet this like legendary blacksmith guy who gives her a sword that attaches to her leg, which is pretty cool, I have to say. So, yeah, pretty yeah, good. Yeah, this, this looks kind of sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty I'm good Elusive Samurai chapter. Some good art in it. I mean, Elusive Samurai, you know, it's maybe not the the best story, the best stuff going on week to week. But, you know, it's I think it's definitely the best art uh, from Matsui, which is which is nice. People really are... Um... Matsui really likes to draw people with their tongues sticking out. Oh yeah, loves it. <laughs> Every chapter. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, there's always someone making like some deranged face with their tongue sticking out and like you know, or like drooling and stuff. I feel like he's all about that as well. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, number eleven, Cipher Academy. Yeah, we've we talked about these uh, kind of bottom series for. Uh, quite a while earlier yeah. but yeah i hope that cypher academy can can stick around i actually i enjoy it quite a bit mm-hmm. same it's probably my favorite next to ichinose family out of like any of these bottom series it's kind of it's taken over uh tokyo demon bride story for me mm-hmm. yeah like the one i gotta check out out of the new batch mm-hmm. yep uh fabricant 100 ginkgo and gluna both continue to be uh 
pretty bad, pretty terrible. Oh, yeah. Uh, kind of really no positives for either of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tokyo Demon Bride Story, uh, not interested really in this in this demon world that we're in. Um, and, yeah. you know, for a series that has, like, so many good character designs, all of these, like, villain demons are horrible. Like, they all look the same with, like, this blank face. They're, like, overly muscular. I just... Like, why? Why can't we have a little bit of variety? We had the chicken nugget enemy in the same chapter. Just give us more cool ones like that. Yeah, that's a, that's the thing about, like, a lot of these new series is that I feel like the villain designs in, like, most of these newer adventure series just seem kind of, like, lame, uninspired. Yeah. It's just like, oh, mm-hmm. they're, a, they're a demon and their, like, human features are scrambled a little bit. Like JJK, there's some they they can do demons in an interesting way. They look like truly just disgusting and vile and mm-hmm. extremely inhuman. I think if you're gonna do demons in 2023, you gotta like make them look as creepy as possible. Yeah, or make them you know alternately make them really cute. Make them like yokai watch characters basically that you're having to to fight or True. something like you know yeah. either one. Just don't do this like run-of-the-mill almost like how to draw manga villain or something like this is exactly what you expect when you're like oh they're fighting a demon person it's like okay here, here yeah. you go <laughs> yeah that's like i feel like doron doron could have survived if they went with like just having mm. cute mm-hmm. demons like they did in the first couple of chapters yep i feel like they had something good going for a little bit Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they ended up with the uh, that demon that had like the long nose guy that was just disgusting. <laughs> yup. Um, and then in last place, Ichigoki's under control. Yeah, it had its <laughs> its week at number three or whatever it was is even more confusing <laughs> now. I really, I really wish we could get sort of what happened there. I have to imagine it was because someone was late with a draft or something. <laughs> So they're like, all right, Ichigoki, we're we're bumping you up here because yeah, it's just been down here in the in the dumpster ever since. Yeah, and with the with the time skip, sad about that. Yeah, and with the time skip, I'm almost wondering if it's gonna get axed before Ginkan Gluna and Tokyo Doom Bride Story. Like, um, what was the series Time Paradox Ghost Rider? It had the super short. It was 14 chapters. Like I, I. there's part of me that thinks like maybe Ichigoki's is going for 15 chapters. Yeah, I, I just don't get it. Like, mm-hmm. I I think it's really funny. I think yeah. compared to other comedy series that have come out, like it's funnier, it's drawn better. Like, what mm-hmm. what's the deal? Why aren't people digging it? I yeah, it. I don't know. But but you know, if it only lasts 15 chapters, I'd almost be down with that just for like the the hilarity of like yeah this this series that we both liked. They just they dumped it after you know it, it's like below the u19 club <laughs> yeah it would it's be in interesting the, it's in the time paradox ghost rider club and then yeah absent as usual one piece well i guess not as usual one piece but you know it takes takes enough breaks uh but Roy dragon and hunter hunter both both out of the magazine with no uh no hint of return for either <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's been uh, i looked at it just the other day I think we're at like nine months without Rui Dragon or something. Flash chapter was June. I feel like they can just 
Yeah. yeah I, I feel like whatever, I forget what Twitter account creates these, like Shonen Salto or whatever, or mm-hmm. Shonen Jump News, unofficial yeah. news or something. Like, they can just take Ruri Dragon out of it now. Like, Yeah. Is, yeah, is, it, is it ever coming back? <laughs> no. <laughs> Probably not. Um. Yeah, so that does it for Week of Shonen Jump this week. Next week, we have Blue Box, Sakamoto Day, or... Uh, cover page from blue box which that's actually pretty cool i feel like we haven't got a blue box cover in uh a little bit yeah um and color pages for sakamoto days uh mission yozakura family and then a uh a one shot with a long untranslated name that i'm not gonna, <laughs> not gonna try for um but yeah some cool color pages next week blue box and sakamoto days uh the mission yozakura family ones are always uh completely uninspiring so not looking forward to that but you know <laughs> Two out of three, we'll take it. <laughs> um, Definitely. All right, Jude, do you have any other weekly show and jump notes, or do you want to get into some of the stuff that uh, we've been reading this past week? Yeah. Uh, so I went to um, the new location of Manga Manga in Cincinnati mm-hmm. uh, yesterday. It moved like basically across the street to a slightly bigger store, so nothing like not a major change, but it was wanted to go see what was going on they've got like a cool deck out back where you can read so that was cool cool. um i picked up a um there's this book called lil leo which is by moto hagio she's uh, considered to be like the creator or founder of shoujo manga she did these series Hmm. in the 70s called like the poe clan and they were 11 but this series is kind of just like a goofy kids comedy series about it's basically like garfield it's a cat that like can stand on its hind legs and talk and every other cat in the neighborhood is just like you know quadruped doesn't speak mm-hmm. and this cat's just like trying to like go to school and work a job but it's kind of it, it's interesting because i feel like any other series like this would make the cat look like a you know mascot like doraemon mm-hmm. or some like cheese sweet home this cat is like extremely realistic looking (laughs) more so than the actual character like human characters themselves so it Hmm. creates this like bizarre uncanny valley effect that (laughs) i really like actually that sounds pretty cool yeah i need to you know i'm all about a a cat manga i need to get volume two of that knights with a cat one um but yeah that sounds that sounds pretty sick it's crazy just how many cat manga there are. Like it mm-hmm. has basically grown to be a genre in its own right. Yep. Yeah. Well, and everyone has one. There's even a Junji Ito cat manga. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it's it's pretty good actually. I I have hmm. read that one. It's it's fun. That's funny. Uh, yeah. And this week, I think I mentioned it last week. I finished up uh, Full Metal Alchemist. Um, and it was, yeah, it was, it was really good. I think I also said last week that like, you know, I gave it a nine out of 10 on my anime list, but I wouldn't put it like as one of my favorites, which is weird for a series yeah. that, you know, I sort of put on that level. I think cause there was just nothing where I was like, oh my gosh, like that, that part really like got me. It's just yeah pretty good all the way through. Like I have nothing to complain about, but nothing where I'm like you know really riding for full metal alchemist i mean i would recommend you know everyone read it but yeah it's just like it's full metal alchemist it's it's pretty solid you know it's yeah it's very much in the kind of the sakamoto days lane of like 
nothing huge to report on, nothing to complain about. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, it was good. The The art is really good. And it's, I like how it, it gets a little more serious towards the end, but she still throws in like a lot of just like goofy joke panels, which is, which is always fun. Yeah. That's like, I really just can't get into series that play themselves like completely straight. Mm-hmm. Gotta be a little bit goofy. Yep. Yep, exactly. And then, yeah, on, well, you know, on the other end, I've been reading a monster by Naoki Urasawa, and it still is pretty, pretty awesome. And even for a series, like, you know, it's a sign-in series, so it's, it's not going to be as goofy. It still has, like, some silly moments in it, which is, is nice. And I, I think, like, going into it, I expected more, like, realistic, kind of gritty art, but it's not. There are characters that just look, like, just have giant noses and stuff, and just look completely ridiculous, (laughs) which is a fun contrast from like the kind of you know uh dark murder spree you know story that we have going on yeah that that is good Mm -hmm. um but yeah that's mostly what i checked out there was a new uh a new yotsuba chapter that came out this week which is always always great wish we got wish we got those more frequently but you know also respect uh azuma just putting them out whenever he whenever he wants to (laughs) (laughs) Love the idea of just uh just working when you want to, not because you uh not because you need to. I guess he probably made enough money with uh Azumanga Dayo. He can do whatever he wants now. Yeah, like I, I feel like Hunter Hunter could just do that at this point. Go go indie, just like mm-hmm. post them online. Does this even need to be in Weekly Shonen Jump? Exactly. How is he getting um I kinda wonder how he's getting paid. Like, are Weekly Shonen Jump employees now I'm just getting way off topic, but are they like mm-hmm. independent contractors where they sort of like get paid on a freelance basis per chapter? I feel, I feel like I've seen that they get, that they have like a a salary for while they're like it, with the magazine. Um, and it probably varies based on like, you know, I'm sure Oda's salary is more than, you know, the person who's doing Fabricant 100 right now. But then I think you also get like you also get some cut of like volume sales too. Um, I think that's how it works. And then I guess when you're, you know, but I think it's also like you have to also pay for your assistance sort of like out of your, like out of your own pocket, maybe. Yeah. It's some, something like that. So it's not, yeah, it's maybe not, not like the greatest, like you're getting paid by them, but then you still also like have to sort of run your own business and like hire employees basically. Yeah. I'm, I'm just wondering if like, are they paying for Hunter Hunter to like not get produced every <laughs> week? I just I just wonder this. Yeah, yeah, like his his Togashi on the on the payroll. <laughs> Man, I'd be <laughs> I'd be sick if I was one of these other artists having to like pump stuff out every week and you know, there's Hunter Hunter and Ruri Dragon getting getting bankrolled by Weekly Shonen Jump to put out no chapters. Exactly. I I'm sure there's like somewhere out there I can read or watch about it, but mm-hmm. I'd love to see like a behind the scenes documentary about like how the business end of it works. Yeah. Well, I wish we got more of that just period. I mean, the only things we really have is like Bakuman is all we have to go on, you know, like a, <laughs> a, a series that ran in the magazine that like, I'm sure there's aspects of it that are, you know, true, but like, how much can we really trust, you know? the right. behind the scenes look at the manga industry from within the manga industry right you know exactly yeah, we, i wish we just got like a little more news on how all of it kind of works and operates but yeah we're we're you know if they even get that in japan we're certainly not getting it over here <laughs> definitely um 
All right. Well, Jude, uh, I think that kind of does it for us this week. Do you have any uh, like uh, non-manga recommendations or anything like that for us to for us to check out? Hmm. There's a cool like Korean reality show on Netflix right now called Physical 100 mm-hmm. that just ended. Um, it's basically like this game show. I feel like it was sort of greenlit like after Squid Game became such a big deal because it's they like have a hundred Olympians and pro athletes. Oh doing yeah, these, my coworkers like, were talking about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like they're doing these like insane things, like pulling a boat or like unraveling this giant rope that takes them like an hour to unfurl with just mm-hmm. their bare hands. Like it's very uh brutal well like, it's hard it, to watch stuff. Isn't like a bunch of different sort of like occupations like it'll be like a police officer, then like, you know, some karate black belt person and then like, you know, yeah. whatever, a school teacher and like stuff like that, I think is part of it too. At least that's how it was presented to me. Yeah, like, there's pretty much, like, one or two people from every, like, major, like, Olympic sport or whatever, and then, yeah, there's just, like, a huge guy that's, like, a used car salesman. (laughs) The most surprising inclusion to me is there's, like, one uh, Korean, like, one baseball player from the KBO, which is Mm. Korea's baseball league, Mm -hmm. but he's this, like, 40-year-old... former mlb player named dustin nippert who was drafted in the first round by the arizona diamondbacks in 2002 yeah and he's like from ohio just oh, like some like random small town in ohio and he like he had a pretty just like middling career as a starting pitcher in mm-hmm. arizona and then he went to the kbo like about 10 years ago and had the longest career for a foreign born player i was gonna say probably probably became a hall of he was basically cy young over there yeah i'm pretty much because like it's funny like people were like hyped to see him on the show like the other competitors he's just like a normal looking dude Uh like the only (laughs) the only thing significant about him because like he's a pitcher a starting starting pitchers are usually just kind of like tall regular guys mm-hmm. and that's the case for this guy he's like six foot eight so he towers over everybody else on the show but he just looks he looks like a normal guy and he's he's around all these people that are like pro cyclists or like mm. olympic wrestlers so he he kind of just looks ridiculous he's like a white a really tall like skinny white guy that's hilarious <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I need to check out. I need to check out his stats. I wonder how he was. Wonder how he was doing over there. Because it's always funny. You'll yeah, see I, like I, just these random dudes that get like you know they well they can't get any playing time over here, so they go to play in Japan or Korea or whatever. And it's like, oh yeah, they hit forty five home runs. It's like what well, this dude hit seven in the MLB. But then you'll also see guys that like you know they had a one point two ERA over in Japan, and they come over here and just get lit up. So it's weird, like. I don't know some of the guys that can yeah. like do really well or not, and I don't know. It's 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 interesting. Yeah, I think it's because like Japan obviously like is a smaller country, so there's going to be like a greater disparity between the extremely good players and the guys that are just like filling out their roster. Yeah, between like, Shohei Otani and and the the twelfth guy. <laughs> exactly, because you're you're gonna have players that are like legit like top five best players in the world and Mm -hmm. then like just some guys that were like pretty good in high school (laughs) because like the reds um 
Threads drafted. Uh, shit, what's his name? Let's see. Yeah, the Cincinnati Reds drafted Shogo Akiyama like a few years ago, and this dude is like probably a future NPB Hall of Famer. He batted mm. 303. He hit like 116 home runs. I think he like has the single season hits record mm-hmm. in the NPB. And in America, he hit like 224 <laughs> and didn't hit a single home run in his career. Yeah. I really yeah. liked this guy. He was a good fielder, but like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of sad to see his fall off when he got drafted by the Reds. Yeah, but then meanwhile you'd have you know obviously like Otani, but like Tanaka came over and he wasn't you know the yeah. like generational talent. He was in Japan. Like I think before he came over to the Yankees, he had like a one point two ERA in in Japan. But I mean, he was still pretty good for the Yankees. Uh, you know. Ichiro obviously was very good. He's a Hall of Famer, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, I feel like people forget how good uh, Hideki Matsui was yep. too. That mm-hmm. dude was a beast. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's funny. Like there are these guys that can go over there and rake, and come over here and they're just horrible. But then there's also guys that come over here and have like you know borderline or just Hall of Fame careers, or even guys like uh, what's his name? Is is Hiroki Kuroda Japanese he or is he Korean? Um. But like you know, Hiroki Kuroda Japanese, yeah. Okay, yeah. But Hiroki Kuroda came over and like you know had like a good career. Like he was a three point seven ERA guy for like eight years or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I always you Darvish is pretty good too. I think he's mm-hmm. kind of done about it a little bit better. He did a little bit better in Japan, but still had like a solid career mm-hmm. in America. Yeah. yeah, he's still yeah he's still over here over here throwing. Yeah, it's it's interesting. <laughs> Um, well, yeah, in terms of my recommendations, I don't, I really don't know if I have any, I guess my one, you know, we've done Pokemon the past couple of weeks. Uh, I can't really recommend it cause it's not out yet, but they have retired Ash as the main character of the Pokemon anime. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And I think the new series is supposed to start up fairly soon, if not maybe in April. So I guess keep a, keep an eye peeled, uh, for that because I'm very, uh, I'm I'm just excited to see what what we get. I assume it's going to be basically, you know, more of the same Pokemon anime. I think people think like, oh, they're going to retire Ash, and now it's going to be like, you know, we're going to get Naruto or something. Like, I think it's still going to be the same. They kind will of thing. not do that. Yeah, yeah, they're just going to replace Ash with some other dude that's basically Ash. But you know, it'll be interesting to see like a a new a new face uh, or faces. There's two two uh, main characters, Liko and Roy. Um, but yeah, ex- excited about that. Yeah, I guess I'm interested to see what Pokemon they actually use because I feel like they're not going to do Pikachu as like the main mascot well, this time around. So they've revealed. So at the very least, they have the starters because <laughs> the starters have been in all the the promo images. So you know, Foycoco, yeah. Quaxley, and uh, Sprigatito. Um, but there is they've already shown that there is a, a Pikachu and a Charizard that are uh oh, there's great. a there's a captain pikachu but they're not from like the main main characters they're from like this person that like uh, he like uh well he's like the captain of a ship or something so i guess it's mm-hmm. like they're gonna use this to maybe like travel around so he's gonna be there's still gonna be a pikachu in like the extended main party they yeah they couldn't couldn't let that go away <laughs> <laughs> man but yeah, so I guess that's my recommendation is, you know, maybe check out some of the promo stuff for that uh, and, you know, get excited for some Pokemon without without Ash for the first time in like 20 years. 
<laughs> I'll, I'll probably check it out. Mm-hmm. Well, that'll do it for us this week. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll have our final uh, Death Note episode later this week, and then we'll we'll be back on Sunday with uh, episode fifty eight. Uh, so yeah, once again, thanks for listening, and uh, get a, hit us with the uh, five star rating.